So, hello, hello. This morning we're going to talk about meditating on the Word. It's uh, one of my favorite topics. <laughs> so actually, for those who love coffee, we're going to have a, a coffee with Jesus. We're going to meet Jesus. And the Word tells us that... Um, those who draw close to the Lord, you know, need to believe He exists and have faith and that He rewards those who come to Him. And it's the same thing with meditating on the Word. We have this assurance that we hear the voice of the Lord, that He wants to speak to us and He is actually speaking to us. And a lot of people that I encounter they don't know if they're hearing the voice of the Lord and they don't have this assurance that the Lord is speaking to them and wants to speak to them and that he likes to talk a lot. So there are some passages in the Bible where, you know, the Lord stopped talking, but that's not for us, you know, or there are seasons where it seems we're like in a, in a desert, okay? That can happen. But those are specific times and seasons. And we need to be a people who discerns the times and seasons. Okay? So now we are and we proclaim a season of abundance. Okay? I hear. Proclaim it. I hear the voice of the Lord. God loves to speak to me. God loves to speak to me. His, his words are abundant. His words are abundant. After meditating the, the word more and more, especially since the Lord turned our world upside down in 2011, I find it harder to not hear the voice of the Lord than to hear it. And not because I'm better than you. I'm weak and broken. Do we all agree on that? Just because He has put this assurance and this faith that I hear his voice. Do I make mistakes? Yes, tons. You can ask my wife. She's probably nodding, you know. And even in my mistakes, I want to make them boldly. <laughs> Does that seem a little bit weird? If we walk in fear, the problem is that we won't walk will limp. And the Lord calls us to walk with assurance. So we don't always have to ask ourselves, what if? What if? What if? Of course, there's a place for wisdom. Of course, there's a place for taking the counsel of others, you know, walking with the Word. But as we journey with the Lord in the Word, as we meditate, then we can walk with this inner strength that does not come from ourselves but comes from a daily encounter like we just had this morning. And we are a people who is called to grab the manna every day. God gave manna so that we would stay humble. And one of the biggest acts of love that we can demonstrate is every morning waking up and saying, I need manna. The bread of yesterday is not good anymore. The bread even from someone else is not good anymore. I need the bread from today. And Jesus is the bread of life. He's born in the house of bread in Bethlehem. Isn't this amazing? I make bread at home, like literal bread, okay? And, and I love to observe the natural because it, it tells me so much about the supernatural. You, you cannot usually make bread just a small quantity because there's such an investment in in, in different kitchen tools that you make a big batch. Doesn't this talk about what happens when we encounter the word, when we encounter Jesus, when we encounter bread? Like I'm from a French background, Switzerland, French speaking. And so bread is a huge thing. So it has nothing to do with toasts, okay? <laughs> bread. And, and in France, it's not a cliche from the past. People actually go to the bakery in the morning. It's one of the first things they do to get the fresh bread. You're not going to sell 
uh, a loaf from yesterday to a Frenchman. Okay? Just impossible. It almost smells in the street. <laughs> Sometimes it does. <coughs> so we are called to be a people who make their own bread. So the teachings of others are good. It's biblical. But we also need to be people who can make and bake their own bread. So bread, you make big quantities. And then you take flour. The ingredients are actually super simple. Again, nothing to do with certain toasts where there are like 30 ingredients. And half of them start with a capital E. Okay? Bread is flour, water, salt, and yeast. Exactly. So again... Everyone can cook their own bread. It is simple. It is not complicated. The Word of God is simple and easy, but it's powerful. So it can get as complicated as you want. It will satisfy each and every one of us. Either we're doing more simple tasks usually, or either we're doing very scientific things. And you can still try to find what the number 666 means, if that's what you're called to do. So there's really a feast for everyone. Baking bread, big quantities, okay? Simple. And what happens, I try this every time, is to not put flour all over the place. It's simply impossible. It's simply impossible to not have your kitchen be white, and your hands be white, and your clothes be white. But it's okay. So when you bake bread, it spreads on others. When you meet the Lord Jesus, there's no way you're going to be able to keep it for yourself. You'll impact others. And then it takes time. You can't do quick bread. It has to raise. It's simple, but it's time-consuming. So first you put the ingredients, you mix it, then you let it raise. Then you take it out, you form it, you let it raise again while you're um, heating the oven, when, uh, after 30 minutes you put it back, then it cooks. And then when it's ready, <laughs> it's hard to not eat it immediately because it's, it's just another world when it's hot. <coughs> and it's hard not to share because the house smells of bread and all of a sudden the sleepy, sleepy, they wake up and they're like, oh, sounds like, smells like there's bread somewhere. Does that make sense? So as children of God, it's so, I love the Bible because it's not a recipe book, even if we've talked about baking bread. You know, it says you need to be like children, and then it says you need to be mature like adults. And you're like, what? That is so amazing. Is it either or? No, it's both, and it's more. Okay, so we need to be like children pertaining to how we approach Jesus, how we're simple. We need to be like children concerning sin, but we need to be adults and mature pertaining to our knowledge. Does that make sense? Are you excited to bake bread? Yeah. So I have a bread machine, oh. but I only use it to mix the things, you know, because I don't want to do it. Then I always bake it in the oven because it's way better, okay? We can talk about baking bread um, another time if you want. So let's have the first video, Jesus Loves Me. <laughs> so um, I love this, this declaration, the, the proclamation. It comes over and over. The Bible tells me so. And I feel like we need to be like that in our childlike faith. The Bible tells me so. Does that make sense? Plus, it really kills the spirit of religiosity when you see that. <laughs> so I'm going to hand out um, an outline, and we're going to uh, deep a little bit, uh, dive a little bit deeper into the Word. I like to do it very practical, okay? So um, get, your, get your tools ready, fasten your seatbelts, and let's do it. So we're actually not going to start with page one. We're going to start with page two, with the four pictures and the four cells. Okay, we're going to start with that page. So I like to see the, the Bible in four different ways, like the four um, pillars of meditating on the Word of God. First, I like to see the Bible as one big story with 66 
books. It's like, yeah, there should be some um, in the... I printed 75, my wife has some. Yeah. If you, if you need a sheet, just raise your hand. And then they'll just stay here on the chairs so you can always come in and grab one. So I was thinking of this metaphor of a couple. And when you think of one book with 66 books in it, it's like the couple at the, old, at the end of their, of their life. Not that 60 years old is the end of their life. But it's like you see their whole story. Okay? They grew up. They started dating. You know, got married, had children. Then the children grow up. So one Bible... And I find it very interesting that when we meditate on the word, we can have this big picture. It starts in a garden, it finishes in a garden, and it's a story of love. So each book of the Bible, even like Numbers, Leviticus, they are stories of love. I, I once received this revelation from the Lord that Numbers was his love, and Leviticus especially was his love that was manifested through rules, through ways of doing life ways to help us enjoy him and when you understand the big picture it really helps you to uh, meditate the whole bible i'm going to read this little story about how to summarize the bible in a few sentences are you ready it's going to be quick it's not on your sheet so you can put it down <laughs> genesis god all right you two don't do the one thing or our relationship will never be the same other than that, have fun. Do you see the picture? Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve, okay. Satan, you should do the thing. Adam and Eve, okay. God, what happened? Adam and Eve, we did the thing. God, guys. <laughs> the rest of the Old Testament. God, you are my people. I love you. And you should not do the things. People, we won't do the things. God, good. People, we did the things. God, guys, <laughs> the Gospels, Jesus, I am the Son of God. And even though you have done the things, the Father and I still love you and want you to live. Don't do the things anymore because it separates us. He healed and saved people. And the people said, okay, thank you, Jesus. Other people, we've never seen him do the things but he probably does the things when no one is looking. Jesus, I have never done the things. Other people, we're going to put you on trial for doing the things. Pilate, did you do the things? Jesus, no. Pilate, he didn't do the things. Other people, kill him anyway. Pilate, okay. Jesus, guys. Paul's letters, people, we did the things, Paul. Jesus still loves you, and because you love him, you have to stop doing the things. People, okay. Paul's letters, part two. People, we did the things again. <laughs> Paul, guys. <laughs> Revelation. When Jesus comes back, there will be no more people who do the things. In the meantime, stop doing the things. So that could be one of your challenges too as you meditate on the word is to find a way of telling this story of one book in 66 books. So that's one way of uh, meditating the word. It's, it's not like something you want to do every day, but you, have, you want to keep it in mind. Does that make sense? You want to keep it in mind and uh, even have, you know, 66 sheets of paper where you put your own summary of the book. Then there's another tool that I like to use is studying one book. So one book of the Bible could, could feel like in, in this life of this couple who have been so faithful to one each other, one of the seasons they had, you know, maybe 15 years with children. That's one of the seasons that they had in their life. So that's also another way of meditating on the word. So we saw there was a first way, the whole Bible is one book, and then we can take a book of the Bible. So as we take a book of the Bible, we try to understand what God wanted to say. And for, for a long time, 
I was like, if something is written, I need to take it literally as it's written and it's true. And I did not understand that behind there was a meaning, there was a purpose, a uh, different style to different books. And so I would like to show you this amazing tool and we're going to put on a video. It's called the Bible Project. So who has already seen the Bible Project? Okay, a lot of people. Okay, and so um, what I find it so helpful is that the Lord grants me revelation to study like verses or themes, but when it comes to books, I just can't figure out the big picture. I don't know why, it's just how I'm built. It's hard for me to understand how it's structured. I'm, I may be too literal sometimes. So I found this tool amazing. So what I do, I can do it different ways. I read a book of the Bible. So of course, start with a short one, you know. I read and then I watch the video because they've done them on all the books of the Bible, okay? Then I, then I understand better. Then I go back to the Bible. Then I go back to the video till, you know, in this season, this is what I'm studying. Does that make sense? So here is an amazing tool to meditate on the Word of God. Doesn't it give a whole new perspective when you're reading the book of Job and you maybe read... Um, when he's saying something that is opposite to your faith, but you have to put it in, in perspective. And so it's hard to do if you don't have an understanding of the whole book. Can you help me give this out? So I thought this would be an amazing tool as we meditate on the word. So it's called the Bible Project for those who don't know it. So you just Google the Bible Project. Yeah, the Bible Project on YouTube, you'll find it very quickly. So that's another way of uh, meditating on the Word. And then there's also another way is um, taking one chapter at a time. So you could totally take the, the chapter where God, you know, talks to Job and, and says, do you want to rule the universe for one day? And kind of meditate on the awesomeness of God, you know, take one chapter. And so I have a little tool here that I use and uh, we'll, be, we'll be Skyping in. I have a little tool here. If you could help me hand this out. We're going to try to do it with uh, 1 Corinthians. Well, 1 Corinthians. So we're going to take the second page with uh, 1 Corinthians. Does everyone have it? Just raise your hand if you need it here on the back. And so you remember, God wants to speak to us and he loves to talk. So we're going to take 1 Corinthians 3. And what's really important when we meditate on the word is that we like to have different breads. So sometimes we do breads with nuts, sometimes we can do the, with zucchini, sometimes we can do with whole flour, white flour. So it's the same with meditating on the world. Like your entertainment. Do you watch the same movie every evening? Yes? Okay, we can pray for you <laughs> later on. But that's exactly what we do with the Lord. You know, we show up, we do our duty, and then after a month or two, we're like fed up because we don't invest. So we really want to invest into having an enjoyable lifestyle. And sometimes I had this accusation, oh, that's me, hello, hi, Eric. And sometimes I had this accusation, but what if you were in a jail, you know, with no Bible, would you still resist? Well, you know, when I'll be in a jail or if I'm in a jail, that I'll see what happens, you know. We've, we've read stories of people receiving an exceptional grace for exceptional situations. But as Christians, our calling is not to suffer as much as possible. Yes, suffering is part of the deal. But if I want to sustain long-term, enjoyable, meditating on the word, prayer, because I want to be fascinated by Jesus. And fascination by Jesus, that's, that's the celestial explanation. But it comes to my two legs, prayer and the word of God. Prayer and the word of God. And I believe that if I'm not satisfied daily with prayer and the word of God, I'm in danger because I will seek satisfaction somewhere else 
So I'm not saying it's easy every day or even every week, but I'm saying after a few days, after a few weeks or months, you can see a story of your relationship with God through the word of God and prayer. And, and both become one because you start meditating on the word and you pray, pray in tongues, pray the word, pray spontaneously. And when you pray, you start praying the Bible. <laughs> so maybe somewhere prayer and the word are just the same, but don't quote me on this. Okay, so let's take 1 Corinthians 3 and let's see one way of meditating on the word. So we have this assumption, <laughs> this belief, this faith, this conviction, God is speaking to me. And you can do this with music or without. So I'm just going to go through 1 Corinthians 3. I have a King James Bible because it was, uh, I think it's for um, giant, super giant print. So that's why I took it. It's really helpful. Brothers, I could not speak to you as unto spiritual, but unto carnal, even to babes in Christ. If you have your Bible, you can pull it out. That's kind of what I read in this verse 1. So this touches me, and there's no wrong or right, okay? We are encountering God, and he's speaking to us. So I'm just going to highlight everything that sticks out. So I'm going to put verse 1. And I'm going to write maybe a summary. He couldn't speak to them because they were spiritual babies. And I have all these ideas coming to my head like he calls us to be like children but not spiritual babies. We want to be spiritual adults. So this ministers to my heart with all these questions. Okay, how can I be a spiritual adult? How can I mature, you know? And these journeys that we have with the Lord are amazing because they lead us we also want to be careful to entertain both sides of our brain. So when we looked at the book of Job, it was very intellectual, philosophical, structural, understanding a text. But then there were also pictures, you know. And at a point he even wrote, dude. <laughs> Do you remember that? So there's humor too. So maybe you can, you know, draw a babe. Yeah, this is supposed to be a human babe. Oh, no, probably not. It just became another creature, as long as it's not the Leviathan. Okay, so that's, that's like a thought. That's like a thought that came out, you know? Yeah, I took music classes rather than drawing, if you haven't noticed. Two, I have fed you with milk and not with meat. Wow, that is powerful. So you don't have to do each verse. There are some um, books that are harder and you do every 10, you know. But if it, if it speaks out, just write it down. There's something that happens when we start writing and meditating. So what sticks out here is not a sentence, but it's really this opposition of milk and meat. Wow. And all of a sudden, I remember this verse, you know, the, the, the babes that are being um, with their mother. The mother is giving them milk. Does that make sense? Then you can look at the, the verse. Then you can go on that track. So I think part of <laughs> the hard part here is not to go on bunny trails. But you can still go. Like the point is life. Life. It's like how long do you sing a chorus? How long do you go on a bunny trail? How long do you do this or this method? You want there to be life but also perseverance. Okay, so it's really both. So I really like this thought of milk and meat, and I can add a question, but let's just go on. You are carnal. There is among you envy, strife, divisions, 
you are carnal. So I'm like, hey, I had this thought. I want to write the opposite. So strife on one column, division on the same column. Strife, division, and being carnal. Okay. And then I can ponder, you know, and I'm always connecting because some people only want head knowledge and some people only want the heart. And we really want both. Like when I'm fed with the book of Job and I understand it intellectually, like it feeds me so much and in my belly I feel a layer of trust and confidence when I know that it's okay not to understand God but to know that he is just and he rules with justice. That brings life to me and I don't have to understand. That's part of the, of the meekness and humility. Even when we talk with some people, we are called to be able to explain our faith but sometimes we just need to, to say, I don't know why but I was blind and now I see. I was lost and now I'm found. I was lonely, now I have peace and joy and a purpose. That's the way it is. So, strife. I don't really understand that word. Division, I know, unity. And that's okay. So you're going to use tools, you know, like Wikipedia, like the dictionary. It's okay. You know, they're not unclean. <laughs> Every truth is a truth from God. There's no truth apart from God. Carnal, and I'm going to be spiritual. Does that make sense? So this is just a tool. I'm just giving you tools. And I'm like, do it. <laughs> Find your own tools. Be comfortable with what suits you. But do it. Do it and have many tools. If I'm a pianist and I can play in the key of C, that's amazing. I can do an amazing Devo. But if I can play in another key, it's even more amazing. And if I can start doing chords, it's even, you know, that's what I was talking about when we started about giving ourselves to our calling, not giving the crumbs to our Lord, but giving him the meat of who we are. Does that make sense? Okay, so I'm going to invite you just to do verse 4, 5, 6. And just do, knowing that the Lord is speaking to you. Take your time. Have a conversation with God. Verses 4, 5, 6. So some people have already been doing this, okay? There's different ways. I just find it super important to journal. Like, I could not envision my Christian life now without journaling. I mean, I would still be saved, but it would really be hard. Who journals here? Who journals? So I really encourage those who don't journal yet, because you're not, not journaling, you're not journaling yet, right? Journaling is biblical, to write down the revelation. And then in times when it's hard, you go back to it. Sometimes I don't want to read the Bible, and it's okay, I have another tool. I read what I already read, what I've already digested, okay? Journaling is amazing, and that's when you start to see that God is constantly talking and speaking, okay? Yes, please. Yeah, that's a great, is there life in what you do? Is there life in your um, meditating on the word, being with God? There is life. Hallelujah. <laughs> I think that's a big part of the answer. How do you start? That, that's a great question. So what I did is that I, I, I put in my journal at the beginning several points where I start in the Bible. Because I don't only want to read you know, the, old, the, the Old Testament and the New. So I just wrote, for instance, I'm going to do a trail from Genesis and go on from there. Then I want to pick some Psalms. Then I want to take maybe some of the, the minor prophets. And then I want to go through the, the New Testament. And then maybe I want to um, do some. And what I do is like, oh, it's Monday, so I do Genesis 1, you know. And on Tuesday, I do uh, Psalm 1, and I do one prophet. Then on Thursday, you know, two. And two. So then you just go through. And so you, you have a structure, but you want to keep life. Okay? And there are also devotionals that you can use. Just life. You want there to be life. Life, life, life. Does that make sense? Did we have a question, Bertina? Okay. <laughs> Pardon me? 
It's up to you. Okay, so that's another way of meditating on the word. The whole story, one book, and then a chapter. And then um, I have these... Uh, Yes, on the sheet that I gave you, if you look on the other side, there's Acts, okay, with the 28 chapters. So the idea is to do like a comic strip of the 28 um, chapters of uh, Acts. And uh, I used this as I was in a season in a place where uh, my identity and my calling was being um, challenged. And so it helped me to see how Paul had experienced it. And maybe we can show that picture. So you'll probably prefer the Bible project, but here's the, the tendon project. Okay, it's okay. You can. Um, now we're going to go. Uh, yeah, there it is. There's the tendon project. So maybe you can zoom on, on any part, maybe a funny part like a verse, is it 21 down there where there seems to be some characters? If you can't zoom, it's okay. Oh, there it is. If you can't zoom, it's okay. Yeah. So it's just very simple, but it really helped me so much. And on the other side, I wrote down 32 principles that I observed. Very simple stuff, like they would travel, sometimes alone, sometimes not. They would go to people's places, sometimes for a long time, sometimes just for a few days, you know? And all of a sudden, you're like, wow, you're starting to really engage with the Word of God, and you're actually engaging with Jesus. <laughs> Does that make sense? So then it's, it's hard to stop meditating on the word. It's a blessing. It's not a duty. It's a blessing. Yes, it's hard sometimes. Okay, thank you so much, um, Joss and the technical team. Let's now look at the fourth way of meditating on the word. And there's, of course, lots of other ways, but like a verse. And we're going to look at a few tools and how to engage. So now we're going to take um, page one. Page one, the first one you received with the Bible on top. The first one you received with the Bible on top. It's on the other side, Maring. Yeah. Okay, so um, I took this passage of 2 Timothy uh, 3.16. It's just after the introduction. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching. Does everyone see it? Are we good? No? So just after the introduction of Bible, there's a passage, a verse. For correction and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be competent, equipped for every good work. So we're going to Skype me in. <laughs> and we can do this together. So usually um, when I start the day, I would put some music on or not. And if it's a hard day, <laughs> I'll simply engage with a little bit of music and I'll put some colors. So we talked about investing in material. So of course you want to have, you know, crayons, colors. You want to have stickers too, because life is so much easier with stickers. So um, the other day I was just listening to the prayer room and... Uh, I didn't really know how to write. And sometimes I don't write and I don't read the Bible. I just listen to the music. And that's, you know, still okay. Um, I feel like we want to have an anointed musician here. What if, what if, Josh, do you have time to play a little bit for me? Would you do that for me? <laughs> you don't have to, but would you do it for me? Ple please. Yeah, just take your time. So, so you want to engage in what's happening. So let's maybe draw something, okay? Does that make sense? But Eric, what are we going to draw? I don't know. So here's some paper. We can give out some paper. If you have your journal, it's even better. We want to be people of the book. And the Lord is writing a story with us. You can also share your pencils. I can share mine. First come, first serve. Come and help yourself. Yes, on my sheet. Yeah, exactly. Come and help yourself. Just bring them back, please, because they're very expensive. They're from Switzerland. 
They're very dear to my heart. You can take several colors. That's okay. So as the music starts, we're going to engage with 2 Timothy 3.16. So I, I like to engage with, um, with the date first. Are we the 26th? So 2 Timothy 3, 16 to 17. Oh Lord, would you teach us? Would you encounter us? We need to hear you. We need to meet you. And know who you are, to know you, is to love you, and to love you, is to know you, oh Lord. To know you, oh Lord. You have the words of life. You have the words of life. Your word feeds me. Jesus, the incarnated word. Jesus, the incarnated word. Jesus. The incarnated word. All scripture is breathed. Write it. And then I like to do big letters for big words. So then I can color them. You can either copy what I'm doing to be inspired or you can just do it. Just engage. It's okay to copy, you know. I just copy other people. We are unable to create. The Holy Spirit, even non-Christians, you know, they can create because God enables them. All scripture is breath. Wow, that is powerful. So what happened, if you look at the sheet I gave you, I underlined breath. Because sometimes you want to write the whole passage and then go back to some words. And if I were to do this tomorrow, I would probably underline other words. So there's not a like, is this right? We're not coming up with a new doctrine. We're coming up with life. And so the word logos is becoming a rima. And actually we're being transformed. And then one of the cool tools that you can use. Do we have someone else that's available for screens? That's okay. So you can, you can go on a cross-reference Bible. If you look at um, point 14 of the sheet I gave you, if you look at point 14, you can find what a cross-reference, you can just type cross-reference Bible in Google, because I always <laughs> forget the website, and it's on Open Bible, or another one, of course. And then number 15... You can use a strong number. It's the name of a guy. He put a number on each word of the Bible. Because sometimes a word like church, ecclesia, has been translated church, community, fellowship. 
So we're like, oh, it's a different word, but it's the same one. And there you can just go on cross-reference, sorry, strong number Bible, and it's on Bible Hub. Okay? So what I found, in a nutshell, and you can look at your sheet under little a, after the scripture, breathed. I found the word teopneustos. Pneustos. <laughs> and so, of course, I understood there's the word teo, theology, God. And pneustos, in French we have a pneumatic, something can inflate, it's the, it's the breath. Okay? So it's, it's inspiring, that's what the word means. It's God-breathed. Inspiring. Think of the breath of God in us. And all of a sudden you're on this bunny trail with inspiration. And you just write it. Inspiration. And then you think of God's creation. You know when he breathed in our nostrils? <laughs> well, that was only for man, right? And then he took the woman from the, the rib. Something like that. <laughs> so, so that's really powerful. Does this make sense? So there's the music, the colors, the silent place. I have one guy, we Skype. So we say hello for five minutes, then we choose a passage. Then we're meditating on Skype for 20 minutes, so everyone on his side. And then for 20 minutes, we share it. Let's maybe just close our eyes. We're going to listen to the prophetic piano player and believe God is speaking through the piano. Okay? We're going to see pictures, going to feel emotions. All scripture is breathed by God or inspired by God. So that's also a way of meditating on the word. Taking this pause, this sila that we find in the word of God. Just stopping. There's like no pressure of a goal. Like, I need to get in <laughs> these 10 verses, these 10 chapters. Okay? Or you can really do both. But you really want to interact with both parts of your brain. So you can commit, you know, to reading two chapters. But then you also want to have a time where there's no pressure. Or maybe one day you, you read. You were like in a good shape. You read five chapters. And another day you, you barely drew. Or here, we're like 20 minutes later and we've done one-fifth of the verse. We like to say the Bible is deeper than large. It's like walking. Let's just close our eyes. I'm going to tell this story and Josh is going to play it. He doesn't know what, but it's okay. He can do it. So I had this picture of a miner. Is that how you call someone who works in a mine? Yeah. So he was in this dark mine. And all of a sudden... He looked on the side and it's, it's like super dark and there was a gold nugget like the size of his fist. And he was so excited. And he was like, this is what life with Jesus is. I just walk and gold nuggets appear. So he took it in his pocket and he kept walking. And later on, he could just see a little bit of yellow glow. So he had to take his hand and scratch the surface. Because it was hidden this time, another gold nugget. But it was hidden behind dust. And he was like, well, that's weird. The first gold nugget was so easy to find. What's happening? God doesn't love me anymore. Oh, there's sin. I'm doing something wrong. But then, you know, he was comforted. He took it and put it in his pocket. 
Then he kept on walking, and there were no more gold nuggets. So he walked, and he was very sad and, and angry, and at first he tried to, to hide his offense towards God, but it kept growing, and it <laughs> became, you know, anger and all those different stages. Then the Lord told him, but you have a shovel. You have a Swiss knife. Uh, knife. Use them. But where? Use them. But where? Then he started digging. And there it was. The gold nugget was just one inch under the surface. And then the next one was a meter behind the surface. And then the next one was, was again very easy to find. Then he started realizing that he needed to have faith that the gold nuggets were there. Either he saw them or not. And that's when he woke up. <laughs> Amen. Okay, so um, this was how we could study a verse more in depth. I'm going to thank you so much, Josh. Let's give him a hand. Years of training, of sacrifices, of commitment. He could, uh, you know, have another job, make big bucks. But this is the choice he made to serve in the house of the Lord and be a blessing to all of us. And we're all called, even if we're not pianists. Although it's, it's usually better if you're a pianist. <laughs> but I'm slightly biased. So, let's um, come back to this uh, first sheet. We're going to go over a few points, and then we'll just have a Q&A. You're totally good, Julia. Thank you so much. We can give her a hand, too. Well, you can have a frog. Yeah, Julia, come. Come and get your frog. It's froggy day. Did you know Thursday is froggy day? You can take several and give some to Josh, too. He's deserved it. Okay. So, point one. We've went over God's voice and his willingness to speak. Point two, a dialogue. Point three, fast food or fresh food, homemade bread. We went over that. Let's look at point four. It's super interesting. Deuteronomy 8.3. He humbled you. Okay, they're in the desert and they have to pick up manna. He humbled you. Yes, the Lord wants us to be humbled and, and meek. So how does he do it? I don't know exactly, but he does it. And Jesus is our ultimate example of humility. I want to be like Jesus when I grow up. He humbled you, causing you to hunger. We come back to fasting. If you're not hungry because you fed on other stuff, then you're not want to eat the word. And feeding you with manna. Manna, if you um, look at one of the Bible Project's video, it means what? <laughs> it means what? What's that? What? So they were like, what, what? And they called it, what? What are you eating? What? Which neither of you nor your ancestors had known to teach you. There we go with teaching again. Holy Spirit, our teacher, that man does not live on bread alone. So this was actually um, a declaration of what Jesus would say then to the, the Samaritan, right? Whew, that's powerful. So you already have two passages. The? Two? No, not say, say the... Oh, and then he said it again. Yes, exactly. That's what he answered. But on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Does that remind you something, the mouth of the Lord? It's the verse we took just before. Okay, 2 Timothy 3. Hello, wakey, wakey. <laughs> Are you with me? Yes? Okay. Um, hallelujah. Five, the word of God is. You can read that. Incorporating the word in, your, in our prayers. Point six. So you're going to start taking those passages, like before we read, and we can start on our prayer list, like for ourselves. I want to be a man of meat. I don't want just spiritual milk, okay? Which doesn't mean you don't have to eat your vegetables. Seven, being like a child, we saw that. Eight, we saw it. Hallelujah, we've done our homework. Now the next page, tools. Invest, we've talked about it. Look, like scrapbooking. Some people write a lot. Some people draw. Um, we're going till 10.15, right? And we're having a, a pause there at 10.15. Yeah. 
Okay. Then you can use um, point 11, questions. Who, when, what, why, how much. It doesn't always work. There are some passages, if you start being who, when, why, it really doesn't work, okay? But it's still a tool. It's not because your hammer cannot help you to change a light bulb that you're going to throw it away, right? Does that make sense? So you want to have all those tools. Bible marathon. Oh, that's another one that I love. Okay, so do you remember I showed you how you could start in different places in the Bible? So what I do is I pick three chapters, quote, randomly, or the one I've been reading, or there's a, a reference to another chapter. So I focus on three chapters in three different books. I read them, I summarize them. So it can take a day or a whole week or a month, and that's okay. Is there life? Is there life? Are we being transformed? The Greek mindset, mindset says stack up as much information as you can. The Hebrew approach says only take what you practice and experience. Does that make sense? In Hebrew, in, in Hebrew the word knowledge is like when a man knows his wife. They become one. There's a covenant of marriage and it produces fruit. So you can keep that in mind. You're in a covenant with God, you're united to him, and it produces fruit through intimacy. Okay, so Bible marathon. I gave an example. I'm not going to go into it. ABC, John 1, 1 Corinthians 3, Numbers 2. We're at point 12. Point 12, are you tracking? And then you try to find which um, same thoughts, or you build bridges and you, you start um, seeing amazing things when you try to put three chapters together. Start with easy ones, you know, obvious one. And do it from time to time. Thirteen, the four restorations. Think of how this passage pertains to restoration with God, with myself, to others, and creation. Fourteen, fifteen, we did it. Sixteen, you can do it. And then seventeen, don't forget times and seasons. Like if you're reading Job then it's a season where you're more maybe philosophical, you know, where you're more a little bit ethereal, you're more a little bit like spiritual. And then you'll read maybe James and it'll be more practical. So you also understand if you've been calling, called to the missions and you're in a place of training, you need to understand this is a season and a time. So it doesn't mean it's wrong, but it's a season and a time and they change. Okay, this is super helpful. I've been calling, called to the mission, so then, this, you know, so then the guy wants to preach all the time and blah, 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 and he doesn't want to wash the toilets. But no, because you're washing the toilets, you're going to pray in tongues and bless people and do it even more than they're expecting because you're being prepared. So we need to understand the times and seasons. I feel like the people of God, and that would be a great teaching, have a hard time understanding times and seasons. And I feel like when you meditate on the whole Bible, you go into times and seasons. Remember this couple? We saw the whole story of this couple. Then we saw a season with children. Then we saw maybe a month, you know, maybe the birth of the first child. And then the verse, when we study a verse, it's like we take a day. In this, maybe it's a bad day. Maybe one has to go to the hospital. Okay? Does that make sense? Times and seasons. And there was a tribe that was specialized in times and seasons. Does someone know? Issachar, exactly. Amen. Okay, questions? So no questions, that means two things. Either you've understand nothing, which I hope not. Either it was like so clear there are no questions with I don't think not. So you need to step out. Are there any questions? Oh, you just want the break. Okay, I get it. Smart. That's what um, students do sometimes. No questions. They want to go on break. Or they're processing. Yeah, please. Yeah. 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 WordPress to categorize and not 
Also, when you're journaling, you want to be careful because when you start typing down or studying things, you're, you're engaging in a different way, okay? So you really want to be careful. You'd like, all of a sudden you have this thought, oh, I'll put it on Facebook, I'll bless my friends. It's like, no, it's not the time. You get it? Also, if I start preparing a teaching, all of a sudden I want to type it, but it needs to be messy first, okay? So just take the time also, times and seasons, but that's really good. Yes? Did, do we have a hand? Yeah, at one time I really had a, a feeling that God put in my heart to stop writing down things because for me it was a way to control. Yeah. And I really had to give it to Jesus yeah. and now I received it back. Yeah. So in yeah. yeah, That's excellent. So you want to keep life in it. And we are s such creatures that <laughs> we're able to make crooked anything that is good. And so I love that you heard the voice of the Lord and for a season it was like, no, we're going to do it different. That was really good. Absolutely. Someone else has a question or a comment? Oh, oh. <laughs> um, when you um, uh, take the different ways uh, to studying the Bible, and um, one day you you uh, take uh, the Psalms and one day the prophets, and um, how do you uh, find back what you wrote and where and and what kind of? Yeah, I don't know if system is the the good. Uh, yeah, um, you can sort the stuff, like usually when I'm done with a journal, I'll go through each page and I'll write a summary of each page. And like here, there's from page 12 to page 33, it's John, you know, then I have a pile of books. So I don't know if you really want to categorize everything. You can, because it's not really the point. Like the point is not really where you, where you go, it's the process, it's the walk, okay? So some of my, my journals, they're like, Okay, it was for a season. I can throw them away or keep them. But it's really the process. So those are just tools for a goal. But yeah, there are different ways of categorizing. Absolutely. When you read uh, different books, you have different... Uh, different notebooks? No, I put everything in the same. But that's totally something you can do. It's really... Uh, I gave you just a few tools. Now it's really up to you. There's no right or wrong. Life... Life, life. Am I growing? Am I hearing the voice of the Lord? Those are tools. Someone will do it with music, someone else with dancing, someone else will go for a walk, you know. And so this is my way. This is Eric, you know. There are some, some values that are for everyone, but you really need to find this secret place. And sometimes it, it's hard, you know. So I just read my notebook or I just listen to music and it's okay. There's no like, hey, what about your two chapters? No, now I'm just soaking. Sometimes I just soak and... And James was playing before, and there was this highlight on the hands of the father. Do you remember that time he was playing the hands of the father? So maybe I would just draw a hand. Just do it, or write father, or hand of the father. And all of a sudden, there's a breakthrough, you know? It's okay. Times and seasons. It's okay to have a hard season, you know? Just soak it in. If after three weeks I'm just listening to music and I'm not really studying, then I'm like, okay, now I need to, you know, stand up and make a change. But life am i encountering jesus in the point 12 about this bible marathon uh you said that you do three chapters in three f different books uh, are you seeking some inner relation uh, between these three chapters from different books or yes exactly so usually i'm in one book let's say psalm 3 or yeah, I'm in one chapter, sorry. It's three chapters that you take. I'm in Psalm 3, and all of a sudden it talks about maybe the birds, or man is like grass. So I take Psalm 3, and then I remember in the New Testament, there's a, a chapter with that too, and then maybe somewhere else. So then I, I summarize the three. Either I do the three or just one, one, you know? And then I'm like, okay, I believe there's something in common. So sometimes it's very ground level because it talks about grass. But sometimes it's like a higher level meekness, you know. But just having this faith, okay, there's something in this book. That's why it's so unique. Does that make sense? But yeah, you're trying to. And this, this brings so much um, comfort and, and, and trust when you see that things written like 4,000 years apart. It's just the same God. What I also find a blessing is just uh, to ask the Holy Spirit, what can I read? 
and or sometimes just without asking god says okay you should read this and it was for me it was some time ago ephesians and hebrew and i thought okay and then i discovered actually it's it's a lot about heaven in those two books so yeah also the holy spirit wants to help us so so it's really both because we have some people even for prayer you know i i pray when the holy spirit leads me if i would pray when the holy spirit leads me i would almost never pray you know so there's a discipline there's a discipline this is what we do because we partner with the lord and then we let the holy spirit we let the the huach the pneuma blow on it and then we're free to go okay so it's really both does that make sense yes um So um, I, I know you're all going back. I don't know what situation you're going to, a uh, house of prayer or church or maybe a prayer group. But I would really recommend on top of meditating the word, what has really helped me is, you know, like having either a Bible study with people. Um, I also have, actually that inspires me or doing a worship of the word in a house of prayer to go back home and keep on being hungry for the word also the corporate this is the individual but i think that you can also do these kinds of things more in corporate settings you can read the bible out loud or um that's what we do on a monday evening in the tabernacle like for an hour straight and then pray it for an hour or you can do and you don't so, so there's just many ways that I think that, yes, this is amazing, but it really would help if you at least have one accountability partner, if you don't have a whole group, or, um, yeah, do Bible studies together to keep on being hungry for the Word. And then you also do it in a secret place, so both. Yeah, that's really good, doing it alone and then doing it together. Some people have a harder time doing it in a group. Some people have a harder time doing it alone. So it also, you know, comes back to our personality. How do we learn? Are we more visual? more auditive and all those things. Okay, so Lord, we thank you for your word because it's alive in us. And we thank you because uh, meditating on the word is enjoyable, it's fun, and it's powerful. And we want to be people who are deeply rooted and grounded in the word. In the name of Jesus, amen.